0: The Mutual Audio Network, where relaxation and imagination blend. Listen responsibly.
1: The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17.
2: In my neighborhood growing up, you either became a cop, a priest, or a wise guy. Well, there was no way I was going to lock up my friends... And I sure as hell wasn't a saint, so that left me with only one choice.
0: Decorated Air Theater presents This Thing of Ours, a story of life in the Mafia, written and produced by Scott Spaulding, and starring Joe Rodriguez as Carmine Santorelli.
2: this thing of ours that we brought over from the old country was originally built on honor, loyalty and respect. But to tell you the truth, some guys have trouble remembering that when power and greed get thrown into the mix, when that happens, things get dangerous and people start disappearing. Often for no good reason other than paranoia caused by greed. So stuff like this, you gotta keep an eye on before it gets out of control. Which is why I'm glad I ran into Stevie last night after the commission meeting. I'm getting a sense things may be heading in that direction and I want to see if he's feeling it too. So the next day I head over to Stevie's bakery in Little Italy. Stevie's our crew's capo or captain, which means anytime we got something going on we gotta check with him first and we gotta let him know how much money is involved so the people upstairs get the right cut of it. Also, any orders from the boss comes from Stevie, he's like our point guy in the family. So the way this thing works is, you got the boss at the very top who calls all the shots. Any scam, any deal, any out anything has to be approved by him first, period. Then you got the underboss at second in command. Then under him, you got the consigliere who's kinda like a counselor to the family. Someone to bounce ideas off of. Then you got the family capos under him. And under them is where Ange, Joey and me come in. The soldiers. Everybody's gotta check in with somebody before anything goes down. It's a good system when it runs like it should. But that, my friend, doesn't always happen. Alright, I'm gonna need two dozen cream puffs. Uh, I'll take some lobster tails and a few dozen cannolis. What do I gotta do to get some service around here?
3: Hey, Carmine, can't you see I'm busy? I got customers over here. Who are you kidding? You never worked an honest day in your life. (laughs) I resent that, Carmine. Sophia, can you finish Mr. D'Angelo's order? I gotta step out for a few minutes. No problem. Mr. D'Angelo's... This place always smells so friggin' good.
2: I don't know how you don't weigh 400 pounds working here. Just because I own the joint
3: don't mean I actually work here, remember? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Good point. Come on. Let's go for a walk.
2: Mulberry Street, Little Italy. You see, for us wise guys, this is where a lot of business gets done. Problems get fixed, deals get done, ideas get tossed around. The way I see it, it's no different than one of them bigwigs on Wall Street in them boardrooms or some big shot CEO doing a deal on the 18th hole of some fancy country club. For us, we just prefer to do it out here, away from the ear of any unwanted third party if you know what I
3: mean. So yeah, last night's meeting, things got a little heated between Frankie and the boys. Oh yeah, what happened? Well, with the old man laid out for a while. Frankie's been trying to throw his weight around like he's the boss now. What was Frankie saying? Oh, he was saying all this crap about how some of the territories should be redistributed and how he and the old man are being squeezed out of some things. Basically, he wants a bigger piece of the pie at the expense of the other families.
2: Yeah, I could see how that wouldn't sit too good with them.
3: Right, exactly. They're all looking at each other like, who's this friggin' guy? And you could tell how pissed Frankie was after this. He didn't say nothing because he didn't have no support at the table. But I've known him for a long time, and I could see the rage building up in him. It was a little bit uncomfortable. The meeting was called to discuss what happened with the old man, and to make sure the air was cleared between the families before any wars broke out. So
2: what'd they say about the hit? Was everyone satisfied with the Westies kid being gone?
3: Yeah, they're satisfied with that. They did an investigation and said he did it because he owed the family over a hundred grand in gambling debts.
2: Uh, I don't think that's the whole story. You buying it? Just between me and you? No. Well, since we're keeping things between you and me, I got some interesting info that's been bugging me for the past few days now. That kid that's gone, he said some things that were hard to believe at first. But now, not so much.
3: Oh yeah? What's that? Well,
2: he said Frankie himself paid him a visit and offered him the job.
3: What are you thinking?
2: I don't know. I mean, it don't make no sense for Frankie to meet personally with a guy like Jimmy. I mean, a guy in his position wouldn't just go and meet with some street punk. But then again, maybe that's exactly why he would do it. That way it makes it easier for him to eliminate the middleman.
3: Yeah, and then he didn't want no chit-chat with the guy. Frankie said the old man didn't want the guy to be able to plead for mercy. He said he didn't deserve to be heard. Have you ever heard something like that come down from the old man before?
2: No, never. And also, Frankie's always driving the old man around. The only time
3: he wasn't was when the hit went down. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But you're right. On any other day, it would have been Frankie, not Sal. Then
2: after that, he goes and brings a couple
3: of zips to help look after him. Yeah, he just says it's for extra protection with everything that's going down. Yeah,
2: Joey noticed him in the car across the street from Romano's last night. He goes over there, and them zips say Frankie told them to stand lookout until he comes out. What did Frankie want us there for if he brought them guys over?
3: I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't trust any of them guys from over there. So what do we do? What do you think? Well, right now, we don't do nothing, and we don't say nothing. Because if this conversation will get back to Frankie, we might end up like that Irish kid. Know what I mean? Right. All right, sounds good. All right, good. Now let me get back to my pastries. I gotta make them IRS jerks think I'm one of them working (laughs) stiffs. Yeah, you got it, Stevie. I'll talk to you later.
2: So what we thought to be an open and shut case is now getting interesting. Although neither of us would come out and say it, we got some reason to believe that Frankie Knows wants the old man dead so he can be boss. This is a potentially explosive situation, so we gotta make sure we're right and got enough proof before we go pointing any fingers at Frankie. You can't just run to the boss and start throwing accusations around like this without some solid proof. So we gotta make sure we're 100% positive that he's behind this before we bring it to the old man. Because if we bring it to him and he's not convinced this is true, well, we're each gonna end up with a couple of bullets behind the ears. So just like Stevie said, all we can do right now is hang tight and be careful with what we say and do. And it's best during uncertain times like these to think like you can't trust nobody.
4: I can't believe it's already 4 o'clock. Only two more stops to go? Did you say you were going to the game tonight? Nah, I went last night. Yeah, that's right. I think Tommy said he was going. But Can you give me a hand with this one over here? You gotta start lifting them weights again, Anthony. You're turning into a cream puff. That's my back, you wise ass. Just grab the other end, would ya? Hold up. There's a guy come down the alley. Yeah, there's a couple of them. And they got some bats. Just don't look too good. What do we do? Uh, just be cool. I'm sure when we mention carmine we'll be fine.
0: Good evening, gentlemen. Anthony, right? Who wants to know? Never mind that. All you need to know is that this stop don't belong to the matter guarding no more. I
4: don't want to start no trouble, but... If you got a problem with us working here, you gotta talk to Carmine Santarelli about it. I just pick up the trash for him, you know. I got bills to pay, miles to feed, you understand, right? I don't care about your bills,
0: your miles to feed,
4: or this Carmine guy.
0: All I care about right now is this stop. And it would upset me greatly if I were to run into you again at this location after today. And I'm sure it would upset you as well if we had to have this conversation again. Because if we do, I can guarantee you it won't be as polite as it is right now. Understand? Yeah, sure. No problem. And just so you don't forget about our conversation, here's my card. Come
4: on, man. That's my headline.
0: Tell your Carmine pal to put it on my tab. Gentlemen, have a good evening. And I hope, for your sake, we do not run into each other again. Let's get out of here.
4: Well, Mikey, I think our day is done. I say we call it quits early and uh, call Carmine about this.
1: That sounds good to
4: me. Andy up, gentlemen. Andy up. I got to make some money tonight, boys. Thanks to the Jets yesterday, I'm out four Gs. Them bombs couldn't even score a point. 17 to nothing to the friggin' Seahawks. The Jets lost four in a row. Why the hell did you bet on them to win? (laughs) I'm telling you, Joy, they're due. I feel a win streak right around the corner. I feel a win streak of my own right around the corner, too. You see that every weekend. Maybe you should make your picks
2: and bet on the other teams. Yeah, just flush your money down the toilet and save yourself the aggravation.
4: Or better yet, (laughs) just give me the money and we'll split the winnings 50-50, you know? Yeah, laugh it up now. You wait and see. I got a new guy working for me on the inside who's good.
2: Real good. Angelo Narducci. The man would bet on the color of the next car that drives by if he could. He always says he was born on the luckiest day of the year, July 11th, 7-11. <laughs> but to tell you the truth, if Ang didn't have bad luck, he wouldn't have no luck at all. I love him like a brother, but he's your typical degenerate gambler, always thinking the big paydays right around the corner and always needs something riding on the big game. He owns a couple of books and has some money on the street, so he's usually able to cover himself. But every once in a while I gotta remind him to be careful and not to get too far over his head. His reasoning is he don't have to worry about it because it'd be stupid to knock off someone that owes you money, because if you did, you'd never get it back. I can't say I disagree with that thinking, but I don't think I would rely on that as a means of survival. All it takes is one pissed-off bookie who don't care about nothing, and you could be in a world of hurt. Hey, come on. It's for you. Who is it? Anthony from Tomato. All right. I got crap cards, anyways. I'm out.
4: We got a beer. I-, I want a beer over
2: here. I'm dying. I'm hey, Ant, it's Carmine.
4: Sorry to bother you, but we got a visit from a couple of thugs at 44 Franklin Street today. There were two of them. They showed up with bats and, and told us that building wasn't our stop no more. And if we showed up again, there were going to be major problems.
2: What? What are you talking about? Who stopped by?
4: These two or nothing. They just showed up in the alleyway and told us not to come by there no more. I thought Mikey and I were in serious trouble, but they didn't hurt us. He did bust out one of your headlights and told us to put it on his tab.
2: Oh, that's cute. Did they say who they worked for?
4: No, nothing. I told him we worked for you, but he didn't care. He just didn't want to see us at the stop no more.
2: What did they look like?
4: The one guy who didn't say anything was bigger than the other guy, about 6'4". The other guy who talked and busted your headlight was about 6'2". He, um, he sounded like he just got off the boat. All
2: right, don't worry about it. You did the right thing. I'll be in tomorrow. Don't worry about going back there. I'll take care of it.
4: All right, thanks, Carmine. I'll see you later.
2: All right. Hey, Joey. You're coming to work with me tomorrow.
4: Sorry, calm. No can do. I'm off tomorrow. What are you
2: talking about? Off from what? I decided I'm taking a personal day tomorrow.
4: Every day is a personal day for you, Joy, because you always take everything so personally.
2: Are you calling me sensitive, Ange? See what I mean? You can do your personal stuff some other time. Anthony said two guys stopped by 44 Franklin Street and told them it ain't their stop no more and told them not to come back. And from the sounds of it, they may be your buddies from the other night outside of Romano's.
4: Oh, yeah? No kidding. I miss them clowns. They'll be like that one song that's on the radio now. What's it, uh, reunited and it feels so good? Yeah, except with these guys, it ain't gonna feel too good. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, good. Meet
2: me at the office at 3.30.
4: You got it. Now, who's in this game? I ain't leaving till I get all you guys mom I'm in. Me too. Yeah, me too. I'm in. And make sure you ain't looking at the cards while you're dealing this time, all right? Whoa,
2: hey! Them are fighting
4: words there, Joey. You accusing me of cheating? What's this about? Hey, I'm not accusing you of cheating. I'm just saying that you have a tendency to lift the corner of the card a little too much when you're dealing, that's all. Well, I'm sorry if I have to lift the corner a little while I'm dealing the cards. These are little thin pieces of paper here. I ain't dealing out beer coasters or nothing. Come on now. I'm just saying, Joey. I'm just saying. Will you let the man deal already? Come on, let's go.
0: Keep listening for a preview of the next episode. This thing of our stars Joe Rodriguez as Carmine Santarelli, David Collins Rivera as Joey Eight Ball Scarfiti and Anthony, Matthew J. Boudreaux as Mikey, Jim Patton as Vincenzo Catalano, Scott Larson as Angelo Narducci, Glenn Hallstrom as Louis Meatballs Marzoni, Susan Spaulding as Sophia, Scott Spaulding as Stevie Cakes DeMayo. And announcing done by Ben Blankenship. Next time on This Thing of Ours.
2: Joey, I don't think I've met your friends yet. Why don't you introduce me to them?
4: I'm thinking maybe we should just
2: introduce ourselves first. You don't do that around here. You don't do that to my people. You don't do that to Carmine Santarelli. Whoa, Carmine. Let's not do anything we might regret later, all right? Uh-uh. No way. That's crap if he pulls that.
3: Hey, Carmine, relax. I'm not saying he's going to do that, but if he does, I'm sure there'll be some compensation in it for you, alright? This Thing of Ours is a production of Decorated Air Theatre. Copyright 2011. Visit DecoratedAir.com for complete show details.
4: Has life got you down? Do the fortunes and misfortunes of everyday living keep you enervated and depressed Do you find yourself wondering what purpose your time upon this tiny blue speck hanging so precariously within the infinite cosmos could possibly have? Well, we here at Cavalcade Audio Productions can't help you with any of that. But if you're looking for a family unfriendly, work-hostile comedy break, come check out Eddie Kane, the audio sitcom podcast that begs the question, can a fat, middle-aged lounge singer find fame, fortune, and love? Join Eddie, shut up, doorknob, and Salvatore. Oh, crap. As they fight the good fight against show business, the world, and each other. Check out CavalcadeAudio.com for details and downloads. Eddie K, an audio comedy series for the slob in us all. 911. What is the nature of your emergency? I've been robbed! Please list the items in question. My latte is only a single! You're calling from a cell phone, aren't you? Yes. In your car? Yes. And there's definitely not a dollar fifty worth of sprinkles on top! They totally ripped me off! You drive a blue BMW this year's model, don't you? What? License plate XYZ PDQ? Um, yeah. For frivolous waste of 911 operator time, you are removed from the gene pool. (laughs) Don't let this happen to you. Make sure your emergency is a real
0: emergency.
1: Wishful thinking, eh? But wishful thinking is the root of good fiction. For more good fiction, check out 19 Nocturne Boulevard at www.19nocturneboulevard.com. That's 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Stoop Nagel's, Stoop Nagel's, your new coffee brand. It's grown in the mountains, but we won't say which land. So go out and buy some; you won't be displeased. We swear it won't cause some infectious disease. Happy holidays, friends. Phil Boyd Studge here for one of our longtime sponsors, Stoop Nagel's Coffee. Friends, Stoop Nagels has been under fire in the media lately, accused of waging a so-called war on Christmas, all because they are packing their special Christmas blend coffee in an all-white bag. Pundits all over the U.S. are claiming that the brand you've gradually grown to enjoy over the course of 40 years has gone anti-Christmas, but nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, the reason Stoop Nagels has packed their special Christmas blend in an all-white bag is to honor the season in the finest way possible by representing snow. Yes, friends, just think of that stark white bag of good old Stoop Nagels as a 12-ounce snowflake of coffee reliability. And to help cement that idea in your little pea brains, we're offering, for a limited time, a very special CD recording of that holiday classic, White Christmas, recorded exclusively for Stoopnagle's by none other than that world-renowned man in the monkey suit, Zip Doodah himself. Christmas Just like the ones I used to know So remember friends, every stark white bag of Nagel's Special Christmas Blend coffee you buy is a message to those who say we're anti-Christmas After all, if we were don't you think we'd call our Special Christmas Blend something else? That Stoop Nagels coffee, hand-picked in the mountains of Brooklyn by Juan Valdez's little brother, Julio. Try some today. Don't let rich coffee goodness go to your head. Just go out and buy some Stoop Nagels instead. Four pennies per pot, it's that coffee delight. You'll still be up tomorrow if you drink some tonight. Stoop Nagels.